Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned, Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. This is the Ruskin and Sack Podcast, brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. It's interesting to watch everybody have the scales removed from their eyes. And Alabama will do this. Um, But they're really bad at hiding their flaws right now. And they've had these flaws the entire time. But you can hide them against Cincinnati. You can hide them against South Carolina, who's probably the third worst team in the league. Maybe the second worst team in the league. And you can hide them for a quarter and a half against Missouri State, but most of the time that game was uh, in doubt. But you can't hide them in against real teams in the SEC. And they've got flaws, and people are, are noticing them now, but they've always been there. And they are having a really difficult time at hiding them right now on both sides of the ball. Everybody's going to be quick to blame one or the other. This offense isn't... Uh, a isn't cooking on all cylinders either, by the way, right now. Um, defensively, they're dreadful on third down. Just just, just inconceivably bad on third down. And in a weird twist of fate, third and long is bad for them. Usually that's not how it works on defense. They, um, they lose to Alabama. God, what a third quarter, though. That was exciting. That was exciting. If we could just have the third quarter, Randy, then uh, then everything would be okay. You know what I mean? But they lose to Alabama. They shouldn't have won a game anyway because, I mean, it's just... But, but like, what's happening is that reality and your expectations were never aligned. And now reality is coming in and you're like, but wait a minute. I thought we had a chance this year. I thought we could do this and that and this. And, I mean, here we are. Is the season over? No. Are they going to can anybody? No. And they shouldn't. But, to me, Zach Arns, what is happening here is that they are just not good at... uh, The league's figured them out. You've had the same brain trust together for three years, two and a half years, and the league has figured some stuff out on a predictable defensive scheme in particular. There there's a lot of <laughs> there's there's a lot of first of all out, throw Alabama out. Alabama's going to do this to everybody. So they're the outlier. Last week was concerning, Missouri State was concerning, and you know the Alabama game where they just, you know, they they were better uh sort of, you know, that's the the exclamation point in all of this. But yeah, they're they're going to have to adjust some things. There's, you know, there there's five games on tape. There are some holes in the especially in the, on the defensive side of things. The offense is a bit of a mystery. Uh, Matt Landers has disappeared. Jaden Hazelwood is catching a lot of balls. He's not getting in the end zone. He's not gaining a ton of yards. The The offense is sort of bogged down. Teams have sort of understood that, well, Arkansas is going to try and run right at you, and if they can't run, then what? And that's where, you know, K.J. Jefferson comes into play, and, and he wasn't good on Saturday. He was okay. He wasn't great. He made a couple of plays here. It, it just, you know, it's Alabama. They're going to do that. The, the the it seems to me their defense is predicated on two things, one of which is hard to do, 
and the other completely random and arbitrary and not not something repeatable on a routinely basis. Their defense is good when they get after the quarterback. Well, in modern college offenses, like, say, Alabama runs or, you know, even A&M, it's a complex scheme. They don't run it very well, but it's a complex scheme. Or this week with Mississippi State. Quarterback doesn't have these seven-step drops where, um, where, where he's running around. The ball is out in two steps. You can't rush the passer doing that. So the matchups are bad in terms of getting after a quarterback for the next two weeks, just like they were well, last week. Okay, so so two things two things can be true. Um, I was talking to a defensive coordinator about what do you do with a guy like Bryce Young, and he said, well, basically what you're going to do is you're going to mirror him. Wherever he goes, you've got a second-level defender going with him. You want to keep him in the pocket. You don't want um, – and, and uh, Gary Danielson made a great point during the game about rushing past – KJ Jefferson. If you run past him in a pass rush, he's gonna he's gonna take off and run. Same thing applies to to Bryce Young. Will Rogers is a totally different quarterback. He's not gonna take off and run very often. He's not looking to run. Anything that he does in the running game, and he can move around a little bit, is going to be either to buy time or get a couple of yards and get down or get out of bounds. The game plan against a, a, a guy like Will Rogers is sit back, make the tackle, make him throw the ball into eight defenders. Couldn't really do that with Alabama because of Bryce Young's ability to move around. Bringing the backup quarterback, suddenly they couldn't throw. I was really surprised that they did not load the box and just say, look, if you're going to beat us, beat us through the air. That was a little shocking to me. But, you know, Barry Odom is Barry Odom is a good defensive coordinator. He just doesn't have all the pieces right now. The other part of the defense is predicated on is is uh, turnovers, which is that's a wish. So your game plan is on defense. When you're good on defense right now, um, you need a quarterback that stands in the pocket for an hour, which they don't make very many of those anymore, and you need turnovers, which is a wish. Because you can't go into a game and, like, make that happen. Like, it, that doesn't, it's totally random. You need, you need the uh, quarterback to make bad decisions, mostly, for that to occur. Those are the two, re- two ways your defense, those are two really bad, those are what, those are not where you need to be strong defensively in, in today's college football. On something that nobody does anymore, and then on the randomness of, of a turnover. Pressure's you better be good at tackling, and they're not they're great not at that. Pressure is more important than, than sacks. Getting a quarterback moving uh, is far more important because percentages go down as a quarterback moves around. Turnovers, I know you can't bank on them, but you, do, you, don't, you don't base your, uh, your success on, hey, we're going to get three turnovers this week. You do practice it. You can force quarterbacks, like you said, into bad decisions. That's something that Barry Odom was really good at in year one. And he probably had more talent in the back end. I mean, how bad are they missing Fouché and Brooks right now in that back end? I mean, it looks to me like they should have tried to keep Fouché and Brooks and let Malik Hornsby go in the portal. It seems like there was a miss right there. No, that Because they begged, borrowed, and, and please stay Malik Hornsby. And now he can't even get on the field as a backup quarterback. That, that's an athlete that they just haven't figured out what to do with yet. And I, I don't know what his best position is. I'm not at practice. I don't know if he can play quarterback or not. I know he's fast. I know he, you know when they put him in, things get disastrous. But the guy that, to me, really had the, maybe the toughest game against Alabama was Miles Slusher. And it was the most surprising because as you know, the guy who steps into Catalan's spot, he's supposed to be your most experienced defender. He's the guy who is supposed to be your traffic cop back there. I mean, there were a couple where, I mean, Receivers just went right by him. and Well, on the just, first touchdown, he was in the wrong place. He was in the wrong place. He was flat-footed. He let the, def- the defender get even with him, and he was flat-footed. But there were just, the, I mean, there were multiple plays in that game where you're just like, 
eh, no. okay, this this might be a little above their pay grade, and that's okay. That's Alabama. It's it's Alabama. They're in, an, as you said Saturday night during our post game, they live in a in a gated community. They're yeah. exclusive. Right. They're the outlier in all of this. Right. But what they do, what you can't argue with, yes, they're better than you at at forty four out of forty four spots. But and by the way, why is Arkansas dead last in net punting in the league? What's going on with that? Like, if you're not going to move the football, you better be able to punt it. And they don't do that well right now. And there's some other special team stats that are not very good in terms of punt return and kickoff return. Anyway, I, I digress. Um, the Alabama will beat you, but something that they will do that is like, okay, fine, you move on. There are things, though, that they will exploit that you can go, oh, that's... That's what we're doing wrong mm-hmm. there, and that's what's happening there, and all that stuff. So there, it's not all just well, you just flush it and move on because they're better than you. There are things in there that can be identified and hopefully corrected. They will expose every single flaw yeah, you have. Exactly, every single flaw. Here's a good. This is a good question from Brandon in Paris, and he says he's not asking a smart ass question. He's asking a, a schematic question. Why is there no one in the middle of the field, especially on those long runs? It's a good question. They don't play a lot of safety high defense. Which they might want to think about it. But <laughs> like two or three high. They're gonna do it a lot this week because you're you're facing a completely different style of offense. This is a Mississippi State can run the football this year. They're much better. They got a running back named Dylan who's really, really good. And but Will Rogers is not going to break contain and burn you for fifty yards or seventy yards in the case of the of, of the He no might run. with the way they're playing right now. It, this is gonna be a little <laughs> bit different. And I don't think the uh the, the the thought process changes. They're going to have to. They're going to have to disguise their coverages a lot better this week. Will Rogers got a grasp on that offense? You said it the preseason. Every couple of years, Leach jumps up. This is the year. Yeah, I, I He's was, got his quarterback. They know how to run his system. I, I, I called Mississippi State and I said Jackson Dart would be good too, and um, I was right about that one also. Well, let's get another five data points on that one. They're undefeated. I know, but he hasn't quarterbacked they, them the whole way. They're undefeated. The other guy had like the first three games. Ah, forget it. They didn't play anybody in those games. When it mattered, Saturday morning, as they were cutting in with stupid Aaron Judge updates that no college football fan cares about, he was getting it done. Do you need a reliable roofing company that you can call at a moment's notice? United Roofing and Waterproofing is the answer to your issue. Joey Vivano and his team service commercial, residential, and industrial roofs. Consultations are always free, and you can schedule them online at unitedrw.com. Call Joey at 479-312-7369. That's 312-7369. You can also check out United Roofing and Waterproofing on Facebook and Instagram. Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup information, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports and events like Major League Baseball, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. Okay, so Andrew Hutchinson joins us now from bestofarkansasports.com. Uh, Hutch, good afternoon. How's it going, guys? Great. We're, we're doing well. Um, we were talking, uh, I you, Zach, were talking about all this Hornsby stuff, and you you um, you're, you decided to join us here. What What is... 
What do we know? What is going on on the internet, Hutch? I don't read it very much anymore for obvious <laughs> reasons. What is going on out there? Well, if you read too much of the internet, it'll just make you dumber. Um, yes. That's, that's, the, that's the crux of it. Um, and I, I was that's why I texted Zach just to kind of try to address some of the stuff that I've seen on, uh, on the internet. Um, you would not have believed my mentions on Saturday after the game and then even into Sunday. Uh, people that were convinced that because Malik Hornsby was listed as the number two quarterback on the depth chart, and based on his body language, that he did not realize that he was the backup quarterback. And I personally think that that is ludicrous. Um, I think he knew that he was not the backup quarterback going into that game because, well, I would imagine they've been practicing that way. We, I mean, even <laughs> in the, the 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 fifteen to twenty minutes the media get to see, at least in two of the previous three weeks. I have seen uh, Cade Fortin getting the second team rep ahead of Malik Hornsby. Now, I didn't like make a huge big deal about it because one, at the time, it was insignificant because well, KJ Jefferson is healthy and you know ready to go and play, and so it wasn't really a big deal. And two, the the little bit of we get to see is what they call their fastball start period, and uh, we've been told by the coaches, and it's also been proven time and time again that the fastball starts just because that's the way they line up with the first team unit doesn't necessarily mean that's a depth chart. For example, last year, Traylon Burks was never involved in a fastball start, but we all know Traylon Burks was a starter. So there's been examples of that through and, uh, throughout. So I was like, well, maybe it's just that. But uh, I would imagine if, if Sam Pittman said that he's been their number two quarterback for a few weeks now, that uh, Malik Hornsby was aware of that. I would think so. I mean, he is in practice yeah, when this is right. happening. Yes. <laughs> so what are they doing with him, and where did all of this start? Because by Sunday morning, I mean, half the Internet had him transferring. Yeah, and I mean, who knows what actually ends up happening because, I mean, and Malik, you know, he, he tweeted out yesterday afternoon, like, stop spreading false information or something like that. I'm not leaving. Well, dude, you deleted all the Arkansas stuff off your yeah, social that's media. That's true. What, what did you expect to happen? Plus, you know, I watched him on the sideline while Cade Fortin was in the game. He was on the complete opposite end of the sideline, and I saw him high-fiving fans like while Cade Fortin is leading the offense. Oh. That, to me, does not seem like a very engaged uh, person. And uh, all this is included. I, I wrote a big you know, analysis piece. If you haven't checked it out on bestparksellsports.com, I wrote 2,200 words on this whole situation uh, Saturday night after the game. It's very you know, detailed and, and goes over all this stuff. But, yeah, Malik did not look engaged. Um but what what happened? That that's that's a great question because the first two weeks of the season, it looked like Malik was going to have a pretty solid role on this offense. I mean, he played eleven snaps against Cincinnati, eleven snaps against South Carolina. I mean, that's a top twenty-five opponent, and in an SEC game, so it's not like they were trotting him out there against Florida A and M and like, oh look, we we gave him a shot. He was playing significant reps in significant games and had success in those two games, and then he only played one snap against Missouri State. He only played the three disastrous snaps against Texas A&M, which wasn't entirely his fault. That was some questionable timing on the, the package and everything like that. That's another thing we could talk about as well. And then didn't play at all against uh, Alabama, even though they were down a receiver. I mean, they played Jaden Wilson ahead of Malik Hornsby at wide receiver, and that's not something we had seen those first couple of weeks of the season. So I don't know if maybe he's just – not coming along at wide receiver. I mean, Sam Pittman admitted today that the the wide receiver package has not, you know, been as productive or as good as even he thought it was going to be. So uh, I don't know if it's just a matter of development, but I would imagine if he was 
if he was good, if he was, if they felt like he was better than the other options they had, that they would put him out there. And them not doing that, that tells me that that's just kind of how they feel because the coaches want the best players out there. So, uh, regardless of what people say on the internet. <laughs> so, um, so the wide receiver thing hasn't worked out. He's high fiving fans during the game um, uh, against Alabama, not just you know some um, you know um, tomato can opponent in a national uh, uh, televised game, like. I think it's fair to assume or deduce from this that the um, that the wide receiver experiment is over, and you know it, it's 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 never going to work. I guess, and may, maybe he never wanted to do it. There's another possibility I thought of there. Yeah, and you know, whenever he entered the portal last off season, you know, right after the Outback Bowl, and he came back, and uh, Sam Pittman said one of the conditions for him to come back was that hey, you're going to need to give wide receiver a shot. And honestly, I liked what I saw from the package during spring ball. And then it just kind of disappeared during the fall, then reappeared right before the Cincinnati game again. And they, they had some good stuff, good production out of it those first couple of weeks, you know, granted in small sample sizes. And now, you know, I asked Sam Pittman today, I, I asked him straight up, I said, now if, if Malik's not the number two quarterback, does he, you know, shift full time to wide receiver or get more looks there? Does it change anything? And Sam Pittman's response was, he's a quarterback. And uh, to me, that tells me he's he's got to stick with quarterback. Now, yeah. it makes sense for him to stay at quarterback this week because we don't know what KJ's status is. If KJ's not available, you definitely need Malik at quarterback, and maybe you even do a two-headed two-headed monster two two quarterback system. Maybe against Mississippi State, I don't know, um, but you definitely need KJ healthy. But if not, uh, you're probably going to see. I, I would guess. Cade Fortin, and you know maybe if things don't go with Cade, then they'll give Malik a chance. But uh, going to be interesting to, to see how it plays out in Starkville this weekend. But this is a big deal because they lost to Alabama, they lost to A and M. If they're four and one or five and zero, oh, we're probably not having this conversation. We're not making as big a deal about body language, right? No, that's... it feels like everybody's hit the accelerator on the panic button. Exactly. That plus, I think the injury to KJ has accelerated as well. Because if KJ was healthy and like only if it was Kate Fort went in for that one play, and you know it was just a matter of oh he just went in real quick and then we put KJ back in and he finished it out, we wouldn't be talking about it because oh it was just one play. Who knows? Um, the fact that it was the the two series and now there's question. Well, who's going to start against Mississippi State? I think that's really the the reason behind it. You know, adding fuel to the fire. We're talking with Andrew Hutchinson for bestofarkansasports.com. In general, as you as you take the temperature of uh, of your your mentions, what are people most disappointed about after the Alabama game? Oh, uh, you know, aside from the whole quarterback fiasco, I would say you know probably the defense. I mean, it's it's been a disappointment, you know. And and I've seen some fans say, well, it was Alabama. They they do that against a lot of people. Um, which they are a good offense. I don't think they're nearly as good as they were last year. Um, the the wide receivers are definitely not as good as last year. You know, Bryce Young's not able to play. It's not as good of a quarterback. Uh, but still, it's not just the Alabama game. Arkansas ranks 100th in scoring defense and 111th in total defense through five games. That's a pretty large sample size there. And you've played your quote unquote easy game in in Missouri State, and we saw what you know that what that did again. Yes, that was Bobby Petrino. There is a little asterisk there, not your usual FCS team, but it was still an FCS team. You still played South Carolina, uh, which looks like it's going to finish in the bottom half of the East. And so, I, 
Yeah, I think the defense is probably the thing that's most concerning, specifically, you know, pass defense, the secondary. Again, injuries are an excuse, you know, level of competition, everything, whatever. But the fact is, you, you've got to fix it because you're not going to be able to win a game, especially going against an air raid offense like Mississippi State, if you're not able to slow the other team down a little bit. I don't know how you fix it. You are what you are, and you're thin in the secondary anyway. You haven't developed the pass rush that you – you said this on our show last year. After the Texas A&M game, how the pass rush just sort of stopped. It's happening again. We're not seeing a lot of, I mean, Dominic, Landon Jackson, all these guys, are, we're not getting the pass rush that we saw in the first three games. I don't know if you can fix the defense, but you certainly have to make some adjustments here and at least try and slow some of these these offenses down because next week against Will Rogers is not going to be easy. Jaron Hall can light you up if you're not careful. And then you hit the back half of your SEC schedule and you can have the attrition losses up there as you know, things spiral out of control. Yeah, and, and I, I will say I do think the pass rush is better than last year. Uh, I think they're capable of coming from multiple spots. I think even last year, early on, like the Texas State end game, for example, it was it was Trey Williams or bust. And when Trey Williams' production fell off, it was pretty much you had no pass rush at all. Even though they only had one sack against Alabama, I still felt like they were getting decent pressure. They just weren't getting home. They weren't completing. The pressure they weren't getting down the sack they were letting them escape for a 77 yard run on third and 15 um you know granted there was a appeared to be a face mask missed by uh the, <laughs> the officials on that play but still there were guys in position to make the play and they just didn't i think if they could become more sound tacklers i think the pass rush will look better um so that that is a thing and drew sanders is an absolute stud i mean he i haven't checked to see if he's still leading the country in sacks but he's got to be up there uh, six and a half through five games. That's that's incredible. I, I think he could be a first round pick. But you know, you still. I thought Landon Jackson still got some decent penetration. Uh, you know, I would like to see Jordan Dominic. You know, he hadn't done much last couple of weeks. You know, maybe he can reemerge. Uh, I just think you got more options as guys that could get get after the passer this year than you did last year when literally it was. Trey Williams or pretty much no one else. I, I am. Uh, I like you, Hutch. Am amused at people. Uh, realizing that the sanctity of the depth chart is not actually that uh, that sacred. Um, they're not required to do this. Some schools don't even put one out anymore, like Michigan and a few others. So, like, what's the – I don't understand. Is this the first time people were aware that the depth chart is somewhat nonsense? The depth chart is worthless, and if people didn't realize that before Saturday, I don't know where they've been because I've been writing it since even before Sam Pittman got here. This isn't just the Sam. This isn't me taking a shot at Sam Pittman because this is how every coach is. This is how it was with Chad Morris. They're not required to do it though. They're not required, and then they they put one out. And to me, the first depth chart they put out before Week One is somewhat meaningful because it's like, okay, this is kind of the starting point. But you see it, they don't make changes on it until after the fact. Jalen Catalan, who suffered a season-ending injury against Cincinnati, was still listed as a starter against South Carolina. That's right. Deshaun Stewart has missed the last three games with an injury and is just now, today, yeah. for this week's that chart, yep. listed as a backup. Yep. Yeah. And I could give you multiple examples of that. Uh, and it's like, to me, and that's what I wrote about as well in my story, is that the depth chart is pointless. Don't put too much stock into Malik being listed as the number two quarterback. There just hadn't been an opportunity for him to go in as the number two quarterback, quarterback where they would you know, fill the need to actually reflect the change, which 
Guess what? Today, Cade Fortin is listed as the number two quarterback. Yes, he is. Yes. Yeah. Ding! It's wow, just, it's amazing. Just, it's amusing to me with the things that people hold sacred are totally, like, the myth is busted, and people are like, well, what? I don't know what to do with my hands now. Like, this is the this is what I'm supposed to know about, and now it, that's not even right? What in the world? It's it's. I find it humorous. So. I encourage people to read stuff, like not just look at the depth chart. <laughs> no, we don't have time for that. What you, oh, come on. Read? Exactly. Because most people, myself, I know several other outlets that post the depth chart, they always add caveats like, hey, he is listed as a starter, but he got hurt last week and <laughs> probably isn't going to play. So reading to add context, that's, that's very important. Very you, can't, you, can't, you mean you can't get it just from the headline? We don't. Yeah. Weird. Correct. Yeah, oh, okay. You, you actually have to, have to put forth some effort. So what what are we doing? Are, are we hitting the panic button? Because I, I'm i not as concerned about the Alabama game. I'm concerned about the two games prior to that. That was sort of setting off alarm bells. Are we panicking? Are we going, okay, they just got beat by Alabama. That's fine. They should be good going forward. Where are we? Yeah, I think these next two games are going to tell us a lot because uh, they're really tough games, tough environments. Say what you want about Starkville. That's a tough place to play. The Cowbells are incredibly loud and annoying. Uh, BYU, I think we've seen what they, they're capable of doing, You know, playing at altitude. That's, that's going to be really tough. Yes, the Texas A&M game is the one I think that you're going to look back on and really regret because I don't think Texas A&M is that good. I was not surprised at all by how handedly they got beat. Uh, at Mississippi State this past weekend, uh, that's a game you probably should have won. As you said, Alabama's Alabama. Even without Bryce Young, they are at a, in a different tier than Arkansas right now. So I, I think I want to see how they perform in these two games. Even if you don't win both of them, as long as you win one of them and you're competitive in the other and have a chance to win, I think that you still have a chance to finish strong and have a you know a solid season. You know, it's eight and four or something like that, but. If you lose both of these and look bad in either one of them, then at that point I think it would be time to, to maybe hit the panic button. Plus, you know, wait and see what KJ Jefferson's status is. I think he's going to be the key to everything. Uh, you don't have you don't have a, a Jalen Milrow backing him up, <laughs> waiting waiting in the wings. No. All right. Well, how many spreadsheets we got open today? Oh, it's yeah. a Monday. It's a working Monday. I don't think we've ever talked to you on a Monday. I imagine you like sitting in <laughs> in shorts and a Hawaiian shirt with a mai tai with your feet up. No, I I just have uh, I have let me try to think I, I don't have it open right now, but I think I've got a couple that are open. But one of them is the the massive football database that has I don't even know how many tabs. I mean, twenty five, thirty, something like that. It's crazy. So, now you have that backed that's, up that's somewhere, right? I mean, you've got it backed up. It's oh, it's backed up on Google Docs. I've emailed it to myself before. I've you know I, I I've got it where it it it's not going to be lost. Okay, I was going to say you would be inconsolable. Oh, if that oh, thing I, I disappeared, would be devastated. I oh. would be absolutely devastated. I, I, I've been working on that thing for like six, seven, eight years now. So yeah, I would longest be, relationship of your life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, good stuff as always, Andrew Hutchinson. Thank you, sir. Yeah, no problem, guys. Talk to y'all later. Andrew Hutchinson, the best, the best of ArkansasSports dot com. All right, I ran the numbers. Yep, and he was talking about some of the uh, the actual uh, college football stats. On PFF, they're 123rd in tackling. Mm. They're 124th in coverage. Mm. They are 74th against the run. That's still the lower half of Division One. But they are 99th total defense on PFF. Yeah. That's where they are defensively. Yeah. 124 in coverage. I told you. In I told you before the season started they were going to miss the experience of Hayden Henry, Grant Morgan, Fouché Brooks. All those guys who played a lot of snaps. They, 
They should have kept Brooks and Fouché and let Hornsby walk in the portal. That's what they should have done. All three would keep all three. I'm, I'm, everybody well, stay. But that would have been ideal. Yes. Defensively, that that but, fly to the football, not having to think very much, they are missing that right now. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. Okay, can we stop paying attention to any type of ranking until the committee starts ranking teams? <laughs> this is two years in a row where everybody's uh, got all hot and bothered about being ranked number 10, and now they're not even in a poll a, a couple weeks after that. So it, the rankings in, in September are so irrelevant. They are merely to maybe gather a few more eyeballs in front of a television set. They are in no way indicating who's better than whom or this, that. And I still laugh at people that make these um, idiotic arguments on social media about this team not being in the rank- in the rankings. These rankings don't matter. They do not. They don't mean anything at all until the committee starts ranking teams. And they don't do that till like, the end of this month or November. So yeah, end of this month. It, it's for TV. Why, That's why do we the th- only reason it's still there. If they've got all the information and they don't start ranking until, you know, seven, eight, so maybe even nine games into the season. Why in the name of hell should we think a bunch of people who write and are in a dying industry should be experts from from game before game one, from the preseason? What do they know? Nothing. It gives them a feeling Nothing. of self-importance. They don't know anything. It's, it's about being self-important and self-absorbed because we've always had the AP poll and the coaches poll. The only reason Nobody there, knows nothing. Those polls literally go away at the end of this month. We'll never hear anybody quote, quote from The Get only out. one that matters is the when the committee gets together. Get out. It's for Thank television you. and television only. Get out of here with that useless, useless stuff. But, boy, by God, you're in there. People are just, number 10. Please. It means nothing. And if it does mean something, you know what? Go up, back it up. Win a game. That's what I say. All right. What does this say here? Chaz has texted in the program. Um. You can't say it. You can say it's Alabama all you want, and you were right. There's going to be a talent gap in the two and three deep, but there should not have been what appeared to be a gigantic gap when you're supposed to be the number twenty team in the country and you're in year three. I guess so. The uh, the emphasis is uh, what I'm inferring from this. I should say is 
you were within seven last year, even though you, even though the only reason you were within seven is because you scored a few garbage touchdowns late in the game. So this year, you're supposed to be closer than seven because that's progress, right? We College football fans have this drilled in their head that progress is a straight line, and once there's a deviation in the line, it's time to blow everything up, and that's just simply not how any of this works. But that's, the, that's what the fan expectation is. Trees grow to the sky. One day, you know, if you don't, if you win eight, and the next year you don't win 10, you suck. And it's just, it's, we're, we consume this sport incorrectly. I'm it, telling you. It's like a NASCAR race. You can lead in the middle of the race. Doesn't mean you're going to win. Right. If that's what it is. But you do you get know, points at, for leading in the middle point, of the race. At one point, you were 10th in the race. You finished 29th. Yeah. Doesn't mean you were the 10th best car. It means you were the 29th best car when it's over. Right. The, the rankings at this point, eh. yeah. there is a There is a big talent gap between Arkansas and Alabama. Let me qualify that by saying, there's a big talent gap between Alabama and just about everybody else, not named Georgia. You know, this transfer portal has um, has buoyed the halves a little bit further. And then outside of your top five, like five through 45 in this sport are basically the same. Like there are no, there are no, there are very few great teams. And then there's about 40 good teams. Now I would put Arkansas in that boat sure. still, believe it yeah. or not. But they're, I mean, everybody's the same. A&M and Arkansas are the same, okay? They played five, best of five. I mean, it's going to the fifth game to decide who who wins. Like, this 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 portal and this, this moving around of talent to different places has made the top three or four. They've moved the finish line for everybody to try and catch up to them. But what's happened behind them, I think, Zach, is like, Six through 50, six through 40. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, flip a coin. Who knows? It's like it's like the NFL sometimes. I, I think the number's a little smaller. I think you're right about the top maybe five to seven teams are have separated themselves. Then anywhere from like seven to 30. And on any given day, those teams can beat each other. I don't think Air Force is going in and beating, say, Ole Miss, something like that. That's not going to happen. But I do think that those teams in that second group, there's more of them. It's the middle class of college football is what you're in. Yeah. You're in the middle class. Oh. Yeah, There's nothing wrong with that. You, they're going to th- win. It's a middle class that's more like it, it's more fifty-fifty. Could go either way when those two teams play. Each yeah, other. absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, you're right about like if Arkansas playing a And M. That probably if they're playing five, that one's going five. Arkansas like, LSU the talent, is probably going. five. It looks the same to me. It looks they look like they're the same teams and just you know that that's why I keep saying that every time you lose. People want to say, well, you take these big plays out and, you know, it's a different ballgame. Well, but the big plays determine the winners of the games. Like, you can't eliminate the big plays. The big plays decide who wins and loses when you have even talent like that. Not on Saturday with Alabama. What the portal has done for me is we get all excited when we see a guy who transfers from Oklahoma or Georgia. We don't know anything about him. Don't know anything about their their the players. Look, the guys around you have a lot to do with your success. You can be a great player if you're playing with ten other guys who can't play. You're not going to be very good. Got to get everybody together. You got to have chemistry. You got you can say all the right things in the off season, but doesn't mesh on game day. It's going to look like a mess. My, you know, where's Matt Landers been the last two games? And this was a guy that that we thought was going to be the deep shot guy, the guy who was going to take over for Traylon Burks on the 50-50 balls. Gary Danielson said it during the broadcast. 
KJ Jefferson does not have confidence in any of these receivers to go up and get a 50 50 ball. Except maybe Trey Knox, and he's not even a receiver. Exactly. I mean, you're not throwing 50 50 balls to Trey Knox. You're not throwing him to a punt. Exactly. A lot of their offense last year was just taking deep shots to Trey Burks. That's right. And that has been taken away from them. Right. And teams, when you you aren't willing to take deep shots, teams will defend you. So your quarterback, and by the way, we don't even know if he's going to play this week. No, we do not. Um, I don't know. It's one of those situations where everybody knows what it is, but no one is going to say what it is because they don't want to get the nasty phone call from the university about, hey, did you say that? Please don't say that because uh, we don't want you to say that. But we all know what it is, right? Mm -hmm. It's a wink and a nod. We all know what's going on there. Okay, good. Um, So he may not be uh, available um, by, by Saturday. So if your returning starter doesn't trust your receivers, how in the hell is a backup going to trust your receivers? Okay, so let, let me give you a, a scenario. And you 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 scale down the playbook. You do what K, if Cade Fortin is going to be the guy that you're going to trot out there. You do what the Cowboys are doing with Cooper Rush, which is play to your strengths. You run the ball. You don't put him in harm's way. You're not asking him to convert a ton of things. You're not going to take nearly as many chances. You're going to play the game closer to the vest. Um, Look what you did there. You said it right. Hey. You're going to play the game closer and try and eke out a 24-21 win. You're not going to put a ton on Cade Fortin because he's going to have enough going on. He steps out there first time in a game where he's the starter and he's the guy managing the play clock, getting plays called, all of that stuff. You want to take all of that off of him. You want to make this as easy for him as possible. He just needs to put his hands on the wheel and not put it in the ditch. It's what you're going to ask him to do if he's going to play. No. Just, I mean, it, it's it's easy in theory. It's very hard with that. Look, Mississippi State's got a nasty defense. They run. They they got would, guys. Would you would you like to field this one here from yeah, Nate ahead. in Fayetteville? It's not sad that they lost to Alabama. What's sad is that they had the backup quarterback in, and we still decided not to load up against the run and make him beat us throwing. Odom really laid an egg Saturday when adjusting to the backup quarterback. Their backup quarterback may be better than anybody Arkansas has on the roster. Also is true. the difference. Also there. true. No, I understand what you're saying, which is to to load the line of scrimmage and try and, and try try and force it. Here's the problem. And this is probably what Barry Odom was thinking was that dude can run. And if he breaks contain, you're in trouble. You're gonna get the seventy seven yard run. So Barry Odom's Barry Odom is not a blitz happy guy. He's gonna try he's gonna lay back. He's going to make he's you know, same same thing he's done the last couple of years. Catch the ball, we're gonna tackle you. Run the ball, we're gonna rally to it. We're gonna keep you to three yard gains if we can. They're not a heavy pressure team. Drew Sanders, you know, we talked about all the sacks they were getting early on. A lot of that was Drew Sanders. We were talking about this in, in our pre-show fist fight. Drew Sanders is a terrific athlete. And what does he do best? He rushes the passer. So weak side linebacker, that's not what you want. You need him to be able to drop off, play pass coverage. He's got to be part of that pass defense. If you can't get a rush with your down four and you have to send Drew Sanders, which he is perfectly capable of doing, that's one less guy but, you've got back but in, at what in cost? Yeah, exactly. At, that's one but less guy back cost? in coverage. Yeah. Yeah. We asked uh, somebody just text in about, uh, I forget who it was, just text in about why didn't we spy him? Well, okay, you're in a catch-22 there. If you spy the quarterback, that's one less guy in the back end playing pass defense. Here's another note on um, Alabama um, from the game. When um, when Young went down, Jameer Gibbs gained 194 of his career-high 206 yards after Young left the game, including 172 yards on 10 rushes inside the tackle. The second most by an Alabama player in the last 10 seasons, according to ESPN. 
Stats hey, and guess info. what? They Tack- ran the trick play between the cards. Tack- and, tackle and got the, him every tackle time. the tackle Alabama's elite. <laughs> I mean, that is an those are NFL guys. They can move a pile. And, and you know, their running back cores is outstanding. They're just they're just better than everybody at, at that. Maybe Georgia's the outlier. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you you were gonna have to play a perfect game, get all the breaks, and then, you know, get some luck on your side to to be in the game at the end of it to, to win it. And you know, it just didn't happen. No shame in this at all. None. Well, there's, I don't know. I, I, there's shame in these, you know, you had the game competitive and then you just had these horrific busts in the defense in the fourth quarter that they got the game out of reach again. Running out of gas. That's just running out. I mean, just, well, then that's, then that is problematic because your offense couldn't move the ball enough to get it, keep, keep drives. Uh, Again, Alabama will do this to you. I'm more concerned about the two games prior to that. Missouri State and A&M. Those were red flags. This, eh, like six um, flags. Yeah, this, this game, eh, Alabama does this. The two games before that were the ones where you you go in going, oh, this this isn't what we thought it was. You, know, you escaped Missouri State, A and M. Honestly, you should probably be four and one at this point. But you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda, didn't happen. You're three and two. Now we're into this thing where you're going to walk into Stark, Starkville next week. You don't know if your quarterback's going to play. You're going to play a team that's white hot right now. <laughs> There's a lot of things right now that can go wrong on Saturday. One win will solve all of this, and everybody will feel better. What if they go through the scenario? Like, obviously, um, I would, I would, uh, I'd say, obviously, I would presume KJ is not practicing today. So you're no, gonna, you're going to no, load no, no, up no. on Fort. Okay, so you get him ready to play, and then let's say KJ is available Thursday. Well, now he hasn't had work most of the week, so. You playing him with no with no uh, with no very little the if general no prep time rule is there. If he doesn't practice by Wednesday, that's what you're Pittman probably said today, yeah. you're probably gonna you're not gonna see him. But I wonder if if there is a KJ Jefferson variance to that rule. You know, this isn't you know just another receiver or linebacker or, or safety on the team. If he this was is gonna, the, this is the guy that makes the offense go. If he was gonna be on target to practice Thursday, yeah, you could probably let it let it slide, right? Yeah, but if it is what we think it is. There's a um, certainly a, appears to be that then there's a protocol to this, right? And they're not just going to let him out because Sam wants him, right? Especially not now, not now after the so, uh, scrutiny on these things. Yes, so you got to be careful with that. And look, yeah. they can win the game with Cade Fortin, they're just going to have to bring they got to bring the guardrails in. That's got to be really, really, really simple, though. Got to be really simple. Um, and then Hornsby did the whole Instagram scrubbing thing after the yeah. game, and uh, the whole and everybody freaked out about that. Guys, y'all need to get off the computer after these games, win or lose. Just just put put the phone down. You're not do you're not helping yourself. Your mental health is worse. You know it's bad enough to lose, but then to go doom scroll for three hours <laughs> on your phone. I mean it's worse, and you're probably drinking too. Like that. These are all. These <laughs> You're are all, probably drinking too. These are all elements for you not having a great time. It's just. Why would you want to make one bummer into four? Like you know, just just stick with the one bummer and commiserate. But you know, doom scrolling on your phone after the game doesn't seem very productive. Doom scrolling is that a word that you coined? No, no, I've heard that before. Oh, okay. I was when people was go a... on the internet looking for more bad news, okay. I think. Uh, I, I like didn't that. know if that yeah. was going to be a new podcast that we put up. Yeah. Guys, I'm in the doom scrolling business. 
No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for a shot at winning 150000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose the contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign in now with promo code HTL at NoHouseAdvantage.com or download the app on the app stores to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy redefined. And remember to use the promo code HTL. Because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. You're listening to the Ruskin and Zach podcast brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. Here to help with all your residential and commercial roofing needs. Call Joey and his team at 479-312-7369 or check them out online at unitedrw.com. It is time now for uh, the news segment we have here on Ruskin and Zach. New, this is the second time we've second done time. DQ's always talking about, I've got thoughts on that. And so, like, okay, well, let's let's hear them. So now we present DQ with, I've got thoughts on that, DQ. Okay, so last week on Netflix, the new docuseries Dahmer just came out. Yes. You know? oh, yeah, and there's yeah, been yeah. a ton of controversy around it. Okay, so apparently the victims of Jeffrey Dahmer's, um, like Jeffrey Dahmer's victims, the families, came out and said, like, we did not want this to be made. Mm-hmm. And Netflix just said, I don't care. We're going to make it anyway. So my I have thoughts on that is true crime is desensitizing human beings from, like, awful crimes. And mm. if you know someone or you are someone who is super into true crime, which is how a lot of people describe themselves, I'm scared of you. Okay. I'm super scared of you, okay. and I think that you need a reality check. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think people that are super into anything are a little weird. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah, but, but I mean, like, in every like, in every like icebreaker, because you know every semester you have to do icebreakers in each class, um, and it's like, how would you describe yourself? There's always someone that's like, oh, I'm super into true crime. Like, all I listen to every single day is just brutal murders of actual humans, and I like it. So they've got some body parts in a box somewhere. but uh, I think that those people are insane. And I think that you shouldn't... I don't know. I don't like true crime. I don't listen to it. And I think it's bad. Okay. Very good. That is... uh, I've got thoughts on that with DQ. Ah, see, I can't do it. My bad. I tried. What are you doing? She's done? We finished. Oh, all right. We'll fix it in post. Yeah, we'll fix it in post. That's my fault. All right. Try it again. Uh, Oh, you want me to That's DQ's. I've got thoughts on that. Uh, See, I'm not ready. I'm giving you the Humpty Dance. I've moved on. I I blew it. I was The shame I'm feeling. I I don't want to get busy in a Burger King bathroom. (laughs) Come on. We're not doing the Humpty Dance right now. Uh, Yeah. There it is. There it is. Okay. All right. So DQ wants to kill an entire industry. 
I yes. think that it's so annoying. Like we've built channels around this. I know, so, and yeah. it's probably the most popular, you know, podcast topic. And I think it's just awful. I don't listen to any of these. I think that unless you're like donating the profits that you're getting from mm. the podcast or whatever you're doing to the victims' families directly, I don't think that you should do it. Okay. And it's just like desensitizing people to you're right crime. DQ, you have a point. Uh, right. JT in Hot Springs says he's super into the Ruskin and Zach show. DQ, am I weird? <laughs> yes. Kind of hurt. But I mean, that, like, uh, that gives you pause, right? When someone is like, like, really, really into something. Well, we yeah. make fun of CrossFit guy all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's the same. Right, right, right. It's, it's, it's now, the, they are weird. It's the same bucket. You just fill it with different stuff, right? Like mm-hmm. whether it's CrossFit or true crime or. You know, gardening, I don't know. It's just if you're really, really into something. And that's not saying don't be into stuff. But, I mean, if it's like <laughs> obsessive compulsive, maybe you need to take a step back a little bit. All right. Bit so where do you come down on uh, Coach Mike Neighbors who visits serial killers' homes? Mm. Mm. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, I mean, I know mm. he's your guy. He's my guy. Scratch him off the list. <laughs> I don't know. That's... <laughs> That's different, though, because he's just walking by it, you know? Okay. It's not like you're listening to the crimes that happen. All right. Text of the 479 with a counterpoint. Watching those shows is how you learn to avoid the weirdos. See, I've read there Whoa. are points about that, too, and it's basically like the same argument about how, you know, like how video games make kids violent, even though that's not true. No right. one who listens to true crime is probably going to become right. you know, a murderer. Uh, DQ eats a 10, but he listens to true crime podcasts. See, I don't like it. Okay. I, I don't think I would want to be with someone who listens to that. And okay. see, someone brought up my favorite murder. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, probably the most popular one. Yeah, we're getting a lot of uh, lot of feedback on the Second attorney has uh, t- uh, chimed in. I think those that pass up free counsel to take on the UNA, U of A parking authority need a reality check. He's still hurt. Wow, he is the- very upset about that. These are like... <laughs> <laughs> Separate topics. What about what about ghost hunting? Well, that's different. Okay, that's different. Okay. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh. There you have it. What if you're super into quietly quitting? If you're into quietly quitting, can mm-hmm. you be super into anything? It's a great point. Ah, <laughs> you want that one? Hold on, let me see it. What is uh, this? The thing? one out of the 501. Um, super into my girlfriend. Weird or not? Well, I mean, you don't want to spend every second together. I mean, you got to have some. Why not? Separate. That's interests. true love, man. No, 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 no. True love is never having to say you're sorry, whatever that means. That's mm-hmm. what the movie said. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, uh, here's one that agrees with DQ. Totally with DQ on this. Okay. This guy, this guy that's totally in, in, in the super in his girlfriend, sounds like a clinger. Okay, sounds like Corporal Clinger. Okay, that's what I say. Hey, I, I, things happen. I observe things. I talk about it. That's what I do here. So I mean, hey, you gotta be honest with you. Little clingy, <laughs> little clingy, static cling. Uh, okay. Get you some bounce. All what right. are you talking about? I'm, I'm, I'm doing my own show over <laughs> okay. here. What are you doing? I, I don't know. We were, I don't know. I, we were just quietly going along, just doing normal stuff, and you're over there just get some bounce. What That's the hell right. does it mean? Right. Hmm. Here is uh, mm-hmm. we, people want our advice on things. Here, Why? I don't know. I, we, we we must seem authoritarian. It must be the deep voices. <laughs> oh, I don't man. know. Uh, this person's heading to Georgia, wants a book on tape to listen to. Thank you. 
All right. Uh, DQ, you've read a book. <laughs> I've only listened to one book on tape, and it was Little Women, and it was pretty good. <laughs> Little Women. I've yeah. got the. Uh, I've got queued up. What do I have here? On the old Audible app, um, the the Dick Ebersol book mm-hmm. from Saturday night to Sunday night. I've got that. I've got Leave the Gun and Take the Cannoli, the uh, story of the making of the Godfather. That sounds like a good one. Uh, is that the coffee table book? No, no, that's not, that's not in here. Um, ooh, there's a James Burroughs book. All right. Okay. And uh, there's a Jan Winner book, the guy that started Rolling Stone. Oh, I thought we were talking about the guy that wrote the theme to Miami Vice. No, that's uh, Jan Hammer. Else. That's Jan Hammer. My bad. Jan Winner founded Rolling Stone magazine. Oh, okay. So uh, he's got a book out right now that's available, and uh, I'm going to get this James Burroughs book. Five decades of stories from the legendary director of Taxi, Cheers, Frasier, Friends, Will and & Grace, and more. Yes, sign me up for that. All right. And I get a free credit. Oh, well, there you go. There it is. All right. Everything's coming up, Ruskin, today. Look at this. All right. This is your drive home powered by Mr. Spoon. Wow, you guys Ruskin's have got up. a lot of thoughts on this stuff. Uh, here is a yeah. uh, book, uh, Last Words, by George Carlin. I've got hmm. that in here, too, in the queue. How long has he been dead? Uh, a while. It's an older book. Okay, it's in there. But for Georgia, you need a you need you need a long drive. See, six and a half hours on the Carlin book. That's not going to get you. That's not going to get you to Birmingham. So you need something a little longer than that. An oh. unabridged something or another, right? Sure. That's yeah, what you yeah, need. yeah. You want the unauthorized, the unabridged always... World War II history. That'll get you to Georgia. Oh yeah, yeah. That'll. <laughs> I mean, you'll 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 have a you'll have a book for the way down That's and right. back. That's right. Highly recommend. That's right. That's Just, you know, read while you're driving. It's fine. Well, you can listen while you're driving. That's the yeah, thing. But you're not reading the book. <laughs> For us reading snobs. Yeah. Um, uh, Nate says, uh, the Ruskin and Zach podcast. Duh. Oh, yes. Yeah, there you go. And they give me the all the Hit That Line podcast. Just line them all up. Listen to them all. Right there on the drive. It'll fly by. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. What are you doing? Nothing. I'm trying to do a good thing here. Uh, you're poo-pooing it. I am not. I No, if I poo-poo it. You snickered. No, no, I, no I did not. I did not snicker. I guffawed. That's totally different. <laughs> oh, my God. Excuse me. <laughs> I, I, I let out an audible guffaw. The, a snicker would be. <laughs> I went. Pfft. Yeah, that was that's, a guffaw? Yeah, that's a guffaw. Oh, I didn't know what a guffaw was. Now, now you know. All right. There you go. How do you spell guffaw? G-U-F-F-A-W. Okay. <laughs> Google it. It's there. All right. Google it. There, you learned something the today. The Cosmos by Carl Sagan. There you go. Oh, you can get the uh, Scientology, get a little Elron in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're coming back, but, you know, get that in. Yeah. yeah. With their stuff, I'm always worried they're going to track me down. That's of the, course they I'm, are. I'm, I'm very nervous. I don't believe. It makes me nervous when y'all say their name you know, on I, the air. I, <laughs> I feel in our in our grand state here, this is the one place where we're bunkered in and safe. Okay. That yeah. ain't happening. All right. Yeah. Just just a thought. Praise Jesus. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, William in Jonesboro trying to get us back between yes, us. Yes, please, William. Oh, by the way, someone said that was more like a Vern Lundquist chortle. <laughs> oh, okay. And now, so I went chortle, not guffaw. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I will do my uh, limited Vern Lundquist impression for you all. Okay? This is Vern Lundquist. Yeah, that wasn't a chortle. That's my fertile language. A chortle is a... <laughs> That's when Gary really made him laugh, right, you know, right, something right. funny happens. <laughs> <laughs> my fertile language, everybody. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Does uh, William and Jonesboro, does Hornsby need the transfer? Thank you. Can Thank Fortin you, win us a game if KJ can't play? 
Zach believes Fortin can win the game. KJ can't I, I believe there's a pathway to it, sure. Oh, a path? Yeah, oh, I mean, oh, no. you can always win a game. I mean, it's one guy out of out of 11 on the offensive side. Well, look, side. Let's, I mean, if we still believe in the coaches, and I think we still do, we do. although it's, it's shaky right now, if we still believe in the coaches, Fortin's been working at quarterback for a while with the twos. And um, he put in, was in the game, and you know he, he's got some ability there. Like he he he's not he's well, not useless. Like when AJ Derby played quarterback well, it, here, it's like Hutch said earlier. You can use both. You, you can use both Fortin and Hornsby if you need to. Different styles of offense. You're not going to be running the same. But, the but same the group key of plays is the key is Hornsby got to throw the ball. Yeah, he. We has keep to. getting back to this. He has to throw the ball. Or everybody knows what's going to happen. So, he, if he can't throw the ball, he's not much good at the quarterback spot to you. Because no, you, no, because everybody you know knows what's going to happen. Exactly, yeah. it's predictable. So, you know, but he could, you know, he could hit Trey Knox on a on a seam, and then for a touchdown, and then the whole no. everything is up in the air he there. Also at that hit point. one of their defenders. He, he that back could happen the other too. Way. Yeah. I think the wide receiver experiment has failed, and I think they're disappointed about it, and that's why um, he didn't play at all on uh, on. Hutch said he saw him like like high fiving the fans yeah. during the game. Yeah, that's, when Fortin was in, it's not great. That's a horrible look. Yeah, it's a horrible look. No, just don't overload Fortin. That's it. Just don't overload him. Don't put the game on his shoulders. Guys got to help him. Yeah, but. You also put have to put him in a position where, you know, he can make some plays. He can't just be out there and hand it off 62 right. times. You know what I mean? Like, right. He's got to make some plays, but you don't overload him. Easy throws. Get him into the game, then then expand as you go. But don't don't put too much on him early. No. Uh, Nathan Fayetteville says, I don't trust this coaching staff to tell us the truth about much. Okay. They like to mislead. I wouldn't be shocked if they said KJ is out on Wednesday and then he starts on Saturday. <laughs> That's funny. Is this because Nate? Are you hurt because the depth chart lied to you? Is that what happened here? Everybody's <laughs> upset about the depth chart being inaccurate, and they're just like the pearl clutching about this is 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 well, very bizarre. But well, it me. also makes those little uh, the programs that they hand out at the stadium worthless. <laughs> That's right. I mean, the too deep that they give you is now completely <laughs> worthless. What do I do with this now? So get your eight bucks back. That's right. <laughs> I'm looking at the depth chart, and I don't know what to make of it. Mm. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.